so I think that, um, you know, I was thinking about what really is a trauma. So trauma is uh, a disturbing or a distressing emotional experience that we don't know what to do with. Okay. So watching a movie that you can't digest or process can um, create that disturbance in the psyche. Or watching your parents quarrel. Or, you know, witnessing something else upsetting. So it doesn't necessarily, it's not something that always happened to you. And it can go to the other spectrum where you have experienced trauma very outwardly in the sense um, of abuse of any kind. And um, whether it's mental, physical, or sexual. And we don't know how to process that or how to think about it. One of the, what I have discovered in my clinical practice, first of all, is, you know, most of the people. So I think it kind of speaks for the, you know, really entire human race, really. Most of the people that I see, there's just a very, very small, very large number, more than 90% has had experienced trauma in their life at one point or another. And some of them, and, and I think that is true for most of us. And one of the, um, one of the kind of the mysterious or insidious thing about experiencing trauma is that we don't realize that we experience trauma. Because how we experience is, it's, it's a confusion that's created. There is a, like a cloudiness in the thinking. There's not knowing. There's a disconnect that, is, that happens. And, but how it shows up it, at a later time in our life, this is how I see it, is um, people just don't feel okay. And they, they continue to work with the diet or lifestyle, but, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't have their, they don't get their mojo back. They lose their fire. And you can see it. I can see it, you know, all over them that there is a psychological burden that they are bearing, but they don't know what that burden is and they don't even know they're carrying it. Okay. And so it just something doesn't feel right. You just feel disconnected. You don't feel yourself. You're prone to kind of chronic kind of illnesses, either weight gain or lethargy or anxiety or depression. And many times in the severe form of traumas, because it leaves such a big um, gap in the psyche, and one of the you know clients described it as like a big black hole that I keep reaching to get something and I don't get it. That we've tried to then fill that gap or fill that hole with food, sex, drugs, alcohol off the sword and just distraction. And so anytime, so I think when we look around at the world today, um, 
addiction is very prevalent and you know there there is a there's a pattern that you begin to see you know and one of the things to understand also is that you know this is what i tell my clients is that we are learning how to be human uh, people who were born in the 50s or 60s, there was a lot of neglect. This was a time of sexual revolution. Uh, there was a lot of neglect. There was a lot of alcohol. There was a lot of abuse. And it's because we, we are still learning and evolving on what to do with our body, on how to take care of our, ourselves mentally, emotionally. Um, you know, I think for the first time, we're beginning to talk about energetically and spiritually. We didn't talk about these things before because we chalked them up to something, you know, voodoo. It's like, this is just hokey pokey. I don't want to, this is just nothing. And we're beginning to talk about that. So there's, there's progress. We're learning what humans are capable of, and we're learning how we are built. We're learning that we're not just body. And we're learning how to become more conscious. So learning how to be more and more of the human that we are designed to be. So, and, you know, when we are still learning and transforming um, the side of things like trauma, the side effects are you know, all the other stuff that comes up that needs to be healing, that needs healing. So when we look around, there's the whole, um, what's being pictured out in the world is a fear. A fear caused by this virus, which nobody can see. And most fear producing because it can be transmitted to anybody, anywhere, however. Um, so we really don't know. And the only way we know to control it is to quarantine ourselves and so we're not in contact with anybody. Even when, and you know, we are part of the collective consciousness, it's not possible for us to be affected by what's going on globally. It's not possible for us to have fear. It's not possible for us to not to take precaution and kind of follow the protocol. And what, I, what was interesting that how uh, an epidemic like this can reveal what we are made up of. So I thought about why, you know, you know, I'm always thinking, why is this happening? What is this showing? And it's interesting how different people are experiencing this epidemic differently. You know, from complete panic and irrational behavior to perhaps a little bit of complacency, like I'm not gonna get it, I'm beyond that, I'm bigger than this. And, um, just because we, you know, to navigate the middle at this time is uncomfortable. We don't know what this middle looks like. We don't know what tomorrow looks like. 
We don't know what's going to happen next hour. We don't know what to do with ourselves. You know, when we spend time with ourselves, all the discomfort, all the stuff that is that we perhaps didn't want to look at is kind of in our face and it's uncomfortable. And so I think if we have carried, if we haven't resolved the emotional experiences in from the past, then any epidemic like this, a global epidemic is going to affect you far differently than for someone who has um, healed the past. There's no perfection here. We are all in the process of healing, some more, some less. So that's what this, this is revealing. It's revealing all that needs to be resolved within us. It's funny how a virus can affect us uh, socially, personally, politically, economically. It shakes up the entire uh, structure of our being. So this is, I think the virus has done its job for the big part. It has, you know, it has shaken people up. And um, the process looks messy, but I think this is what the transformation process looks like. This is not the end result. So we don't want to mistake the process for the end. And uh, it's always better to ask the bigger picture, to look at the bigger picture so we don't come in the way. Um, you know, I had to schedule a lot of my clients online, and some of them is like, we know you. I know you. You are not going to get it or transmit it. And you got to be careful where you're getting the information. And I agree with that. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think it's best to yield. Uh, it's, it's not about listening to the protocol. It's more about listening and following the bigger flow. It's following the bigger flow um, or because it affects everyone else. So... And the best in the past, and the best that we have had so far to heal trauma is talk therapy on one side or a pill. So talking about a traumatic experience is helpful, but it does not digest or process it. The truth is we are not taught how or what to do with the what to do with this experience we don't know what to do with it and when the experiences are painful or uncomfortable or confusing um, naturally our defense mechanism is to push it down and ignore it and just pretend and talk ourselves out of feeling what we are feeling and saying it's really okay it's no big deal this happens to everybody uh, this is just really okay. And trying to make sense of it. So what we do is we push it down deep into the psyche. And we don't really, so we really don't push away. It's just sitting and waiting there. And the trauma is felt at cellular level at every cell in the body. And the body is a very good host for holding all the memories, holding all the experiences. And whenever you're ready to look at it, it just presents it to you, like on a silver platter almost, here it is. 
of clients I'm working with are like, I've never even connected the dots. I never even understood why until they started working because now they're ready, they're working and um, stuff that needs to be resolved, it shows up organically. So the body holds all the memories and um, you know, there is, so it's, it's just, it's, and that's where the physical uh, illnesses come from. So when we look at the body, look at the being, look at beneath the body, there's a mental um, level of being, there's an emotional level of existence, and there's the energetic and the spiritual, spiritual and energetic are intertwined. And so body is the last Base, last kind of the layer where the energetics show up. They didn't begin there. So it never fails that someone comes with a chronic back pain or a chronic um, physical issue that doesn't have the energetics to it. It's the energetics that create the physical. And so, first of all, it's important to understand, you know, what trauma is. Second, it's also important to understand is how it is showing up. What is the reason for, you know, this chronic lethargy? What's the reason for this chronic anxiety and depression? What needs to be cleared up? And then understanding that you know, there are, we have multiple levels of functioning. So it's integrating all the levels of our being to digest or to process the experience. So it continuously does not come in the way. So that's what this, um, you know, this, this is about, about how to heal the past trauma. And I'm also a believer that, um, you know, we come in this human life to heal. So the kind of experiencing things that we don't know what to do with is inevitable. Going through um, challenges is inevitable so we can grow and tap into our full potential. Because without that, we don't grow. So, so changing the mindset instead of thinking, oh my God, I've been traumatized, this has happened to me, or I have a dysfunctional family, I had a bad life, and I am doomed, I want you to turn the mind around to think that this is my opportunity to heal and to become whole. And, and it really is an opportunity. It really is a privilege to have a human life and to learn what it means to be fully human and grow into your full potential and be a co-creator in the process. It's quite something else. And, you know, say in the same token, when I look at what we are experiencing today, I, I am in awe because I think, wow, this is, this is like the best of times and the worst of times. And it's like transformation. The process is happening before us. 
in a very quick way. And so it's always, I always look at the bigger picture. This is not human doing, this is nature, mother nature's doing or God's doing. So looking at the bigger picture of the trauma that it's here to make you complete. I, I don't know who said that. Ultimately, we are, we're all walking each other home, home to ourselves. So that changes the mindset. So instead of viewing something as a, as a curse, we view it as a, as a blessing. And we view it as a, instead of an obstacle, as an opportunity to grow and to heal. And so it's really um, the healing, you know, when we talk about the world, the word healing, we know that at some level, um, this word is used around quite frequently. And we know that, I think, intellectually and mentally. But the really to experience the healing is quite something else. And that's where the world of yoga and meditation comes into play because it gives you an experience. Okay. And, and I think that um, for me, the, the message here what's currently happening, the message is to love. I looked at the word, you know, so it just came to me, you know, the word Corona, I kind of, it, the word that I made up in my mind was Karuna. Karuna means compassion. <laughs> so, and I think that that's what this epidemic is doing, is making people compassionate, is, is allowing us to open our heart, is allowing us to be humble, is allowing us to accept, is teaching us how to surrender, how to accept, and is teaching us how to go within, is teaching us how to respect or surrender to that which is bigger. Nature is much bigger than us. We, you know, we co-create with nature. We cannot outsmart nature or go against nature. And I think that all the teachings, all the teachings that have been available of the enlightened beings, it's right now, is to put those teachings in place and learn those teachings. I know I'm talking kind of parallel with this uh, current pandemic and the the um, trauma, because I think it's one and the same thing. This experience for many people is a very traumatic experience. I just happened to catch something on Facebook about in uh, yeah, the Delhi airport where people were, um, you know, were being quarantined and people were frantic. They're like, rather kill us or shoot us. You're not going to do that. And the airport was filled, filled with people. And, you know, they were trying to figure out how to contain, how to contain all the people that were gathered there and how to manage their, how to manage them, what to do with them. So, and, and I think if we come in the way, we, the acceptance is a big deal. 
same way acceptance of that we have had a certain experience is a big deal it can take people a lot of time to accept something and so just like i said the word you know the the compassion that that we are experiencing is that compassion that's needed to digest and process any traumatic experience and we do that by you know getting out of the mind getting out of the structures which are created by the mind created by the ego and going beyond that into the heart space and opening the heart connecting with the heavens that's the bigger picture you can call it god yes god the generating organizing and destroying force you can fill in your blank and that is what's needed to heal the trauma fully is to through the heart through that process where we experience the healing so that psychological gap that feels like a big dark hole we begin to pour light into it and um so i'm going to uh pause the actually i'm going to take the um on microphone off and um and you know have a conversation and you know my question to you would be is there something that you have experienced in your life um that was traumatic for you that you think is impacting your life today and if you know share whatever you feel comfortable sharing and it's a you know it's a kind of an unwritten rule that um whatever is shared it's uh, confidential and you know just even in general terms so if you can unmute yourselves uh and show me your videos we can have a little conversation i'm not able to show my video it's not letting me who is that it's not letting me show my video. Who is that? Is that Karen? Karen. It says you cannot start your video because the host has stopped it. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, there you go. How dare I do that? Yeah, I tried to do it earlier on. <laughs> I'm just here pressing all kinds of buttons. Okay, there you are. I melted into my chair. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're soothing my... Oh, so um what is your what is that bubbling up for you um about you know what i just talked about and it's something really first to be even aware that there is something like that you know we don't go digging for trouble but like it said like i said it shows up later like there's a general disconnect there's a general confusion, sense of feeling, just something isn't okay. 
I'm down. I just feel depressed. You know, the, the glimpse and the, the gleam and the eyes isn't there. The bounce in the steps is gone. So talk to me. <laughs> what would be your question? What would be, what made you come to this, you know, webinar? What was, what piqued your interest? Why did you want to attend it? For me, it was just to explore whether there was more there. I feel like I've done a lot of healing since basically since 2012. Okay. Um, through multiple different means. But I haven't a lot of experience with yoga or meditation. Okay. Um, but I did a lot of healing through like three years of intense journaling and reading and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And I, you know me pretty well. I'm, a, I think I'm a pretty joyous person. I, it's real. It's real. Yeah, you are. There have been like, it's like the perfect storm is happening to me again right now. To me, right? I'm personalizing it, but truly the perfect storm is happening right now. Mm -hmm. Um. And so, in essence, I'm suffering trauma right now. I'm keeping my head up, but I'm suffering trauma right now okay. because the FDA holding back my devices. I can't sell them. I have no income because of coronavirus. It's just a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's. I think this is going to be very traumatic for people. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be very traumatic for people on many levels. And I think we, we hasn't, I don't, I think we haven't seen the worst of it yet before it gets better. Nope. Um, and I have, I have two dogs and that one over there is having a real bad day and she's on her last legs. And I have a 21 year old cat that's on his last legs. So I've got all that grief going on on top yeah. of the timing of everything all coming together. Okay, so we're gonna. So that's good material for me to have. And, uh, anyone else? I don't know, Mina. Can you hear me? I can, Susie. Um, I think it's always the fear of the future and the unknown, and keeping yourself present because we have to practice that all the time. We don't know what's going to happen next week. We don't know what's going to happen when we don't get a paycheck. Like it, it's, this is a challenge for us to try to stay present. And it's like you said, minute by minute, hour by hour, mm -hmm. um, just continuing to think, okay, I'm right here. I'm safe at the moment. My family is safe. I, I can't think ahead into next week because nobody knows. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and anyone else? Junko, you have something to add? That's a great point. Well, for me, I, I was interested in because um, even before you put out about the coronavirus thing, um, you know, I feel like um, where I came from, I always kind of try to be recognized because uh, where I came from, um, I'm from Japan, but I'm um, 
where my family is is more male dominant and then um i think i always felt like my brother was getting more attention and i was always trying to be looking for more attention and i always be on this um trying to thrive but i don't know where i'm heading to um but um i feel like i haven't really healed that part and i am a parent with young children and then i was interested into joining this because i didn't want to create the trauma to my children mm -hmm. um yeah mm -hmm. okay yeah so all that good stuff <laughs> <laughs> the you know the the building blocks of humans mm -hmm. so welcome to life and um yeah you know unresolved grief and this this whole thing is going to be very traumatic on many levels for people so what is being asked is that we expand the trust When we talk about trust, we're talking about trust from the heavens, the bigger trust. And the greatest fear asks that we trust in a big way. And also understanding that no problem ever comes without the solution built inside it. Mm. When we are going through a process, we, it's difficult for us to see what's on the other side. What we see is what's happening. What we don't see is what's not happening. What we see, what, you know, what's happening There, there's something bigger happening than what we are seeing. That, that's the correct way to put it. Okay. <laughs> so it's really seeing that which cannot be seen with the naked eyes. That's the part that makes it even more fearful, like more scary. More scary, the unknown. So, and... What is really going on? What is really going on? And... Mm -hmm. So this bringing forth more scare, more fear, what's needed is more trust. This is not in your control or my control. We're not in charge. This is not our doing. We, we cannot save the world. But we can be very um, aware of it and we can do our part. So, you know, when we talk about the, when we think about the unknown, we think that the unknown is this big void, big dark void that um, we always had it. It's like the darkness of the sea. We don't know where the end is. We don't know what's going on there. The unknown actually has, the unknown is a mystery 
And the unknown becomes known through our trust. The unknown will reveal itself to you if you trust it. Say, say the whole thing again. That So the unknown, mm -hmm. it will reveal itself you, to you if you let go into it and trust it. Because we would never understand the power of the unknown until we actually invite it in, right? Because we are now resisting the unknown. Mm -hmm. We are resisting it. We are resisting it by what's showing up is, you know, panic. What's showing up is um, resistance. What's showing up is anger. What's showing up is frustration. Um, this is, that's all resistance, right? None of that is going to, we're not going to solve this by ourselves. This is not ours to solve. We are asked to step aside and follow the protocol. The protocol of the, you know, nations, countries, medical professionals, but a bigger protocol is like bow down. Mm -hmm. And I, um, you know, going to bed last night, I'm like, Nina, just shut up and go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just be quiet and go to bed. Thank God you had this day. So that's what it's asking us to do. Um, so what I like to do is walk you through uh, a little process. You all brought some kind of personal points. So let's go ahead and I'll walk you through a little meditation, if you will, and um, get comfortable. So at this point, if you can, un uh, can mute yourselves. So go ahead and get comfortable. and ease into your body. Just gently drop into the body, start with your hips. Allow your hips to become heavy. And sink into the chair. Allow your legs to relax deeply. Allow your ankles, toes, and your feet to become heavy into the earth. Relax the back as you lean into the chair. If you're sitting on a chair, just relax the shoulders. Relax your belly. Relax the chest. Relax the jaw, your facial muscles, and your forehead. 
So allow the body to relax as it is. And go ahead and gently bring attention to your breath above the base of your upper lip, below your nostrils, noticing your inhale and your exhale. On the inhale, you may feel a cooling influx of air through your nose. On the exhale, you may notice touch of warm, moist air on the base of your upper lip. See if you can hear the sound of the breath. Noticing the movement of the breath in your body, movement in your chest, your ribs, and perhaps your belly. Notice the circular rhythm of the breath, how each inhale is seamlessly joining the next exhale, and how each exhale is seamlessly joining the next inhale. So when we tune into the sound, the movement, and the rhythm of the breath, we are breathing consciously. With each breath, ease into your body a little more. Next inhale, gently direct the breath to your belly. Allow it to expand fully. And then lengthen the breath up towards the top of your head. When you feel the breath is full, take a U-turn, empty it out. End of the exhalation, gently pull the navel in to exhale completely. And just go ahead and do this a couple more times. Now you're going to just gently drop the mind into the heart. It just means that you're just hanging out in the heart space. And all what you just shared, go ahead and bring that back into the heart and let it expand into your awareness. What that means that you let that fear of the unknown, the fear of not being seen, or the pain of feeling the grief again, you're just calling it again as if it's happening right now. You're allowing it to expand in your awareness by continuously to feel it deeply. So you may see images, you may see, you may kind of feel I have a feeling and experience of it. You may hear a sound or a smell 
or touch, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it sounds like, etc. And go deep into that awareness, so deep that you become it. You become that fear of the unknown. You become invisible. That's the fear. Go deep into the experience of it as if it is happening right now. So this can bring forth all the times in your life where you have had this experience and it will just kind of continue to come to you. You don't have to force it. More than one incident will show up and let it. Because it's uncomfortable and painful, naturally the mind says, stop it. Why do you want to feel this? It sucks. It feels bad. So what you want to do is just allow it. So remember this is short term and remember that I'm here with you. You're not alone. So allow yourself to feel what you feel in your heart. So become fully aware. Allow that awareness to expand. And then move into the acceptance. Acceptance means that this is what I feel. Acceptance is this, this pandemic is happening. This is how it's happening. Acceptance that this is how I feel, invisible. So when we really tune into our own experiences and accept it. We are looking, we, we take a personal responsibility for our own experience. Instead of looking to the outside to see if someone caused it, who caused it for you, who is lying, who's blowing it out of proportion, uh, how dare somebody made me feel this way? So it's not about others. It's not about anything external. It's just simply about your experience and you are taking a responsibility for your own experience. That this is mine. This is what I'm experiencing. This is what I experienced when I was a child. This is what that experience has kind of become the running theme for my life. That's the grief that I experience. It's mine. So make it yours. And again, here, you know, more resistance and more rationalization may show up. It's like, well, it's really not my fault. How dare they? How dare this happen? They should have known better. How could you do this to make me feel this way? Why did this have to happen to me? 
etc. So again, that's mind chatter and it's normal. We don't do anything with it except we just continue on with the process. So I talked about compassion and love, and this is where once you take full responsibility for it, you open your heart to the fear. You love your pain. You bring light into the darkness. You bring love into the fear. So open your heart. When you open the heart, the higher vibration energy, the love energy will begin to flow. That's what needs to flow. You can get a physical sensation for it. The same sensation you will feel if it feels like, I don't know what the opening my heart means. Think about someone you love dearly, a pet, a person, and open your heart to them. Feel that love for them, and that's the love that you're going to flow to those parts of you that are hurting, that are fearful, and that are feeling invisible. And this is where it becomes, you know, it, you are simultaneously maybe feeling the pain and the love at the same time, but really is... The pain really is about the longing, the desire for the love. When you open the heart to it, it, it all becomes one thing. Where you're feeling an open heart, the tears may come, and it's like you know, joy and pain of coming home to yourself. So continue to open your heart. If it feels like, you know, anger will come up, it's like it's just too painful. And that's okay. You just, we're just kind of walking through a short little exercise here, and it'll reveal all that that's there, mostly that's there, and that's where we need to do the work. And that's where you can invite guidance or love or help from your God an angel, a grandmother, a God, whatever that, that is for you, Jesus Christ, Buddha, whoever that may be, bring them into the heart because there's nothing but love there for you. And imagine that this G-O-D, God has a big basket in his or her hands. That you flow your pain and fear onto them. They put it in the basket and all they give you in return is poured love into your pain. You can visualize it however it comes. Use your mind's imagination. Continue to flow love to it. So this is, this is what it means to be a full-spectrum being. This is how we become whole. We begin to claim or love all parts of ourselves without kicking the pain or the fear out because it feels awful. We honor all that we feel. We honor currently all of life. 
We honor all that is happening currently. We accept that this is happening. We accept that this is, this is what you are experiencing with this pandemic. And open your heart to yourself. And then once the heart, you know, is continuously flowing, the love is always there. We are just kind of kickstarting the engine by paying attention to it. Open your heart, continue to flow love to it. And notice how that feels for you. And now just take a minute to slowly come back to your body. And just slowly open your eyes. At this point, if you can, um, again, unmute yourself and let me know how, was, how that was for you and what happened. Was your experience is the question. So just kind of jump in, whoever wants to share. After I got through the initial distractions of my younger dog coming up to me, I was <laughs> fully present. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did you say? You were fully present? Mm -hmm. Fully present. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how did the process change how you felt? How did the process? Yeah. When, how did it, when I know, I noticed it changed when you told us to put our head in our heart and I literally felt the drop into my chest. I literally mm -hmm. felt the head. Yep. <laughs> Like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of also like, really, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Because what we do is we avoid it, we kick it out. But we don't like we kick it out. And it, you know, this is energy. Whatever we resist, it'll persist. Mm -hmm. We don't realize that because it's very subtle. We're like, I'm just going to go on about my day. It feels better. I go to do life. And we actually make it much bigger because when we, when we push the emotional experiences away, um, over time they get distorted. Yeah, so exactly. There's, mm -hmm. there's a resistance. That's why acceptance is a huge step. That's why acceptance is difficult because there's a lot of fear associated with that because what if i accepted it what would i be mm -hmm. so this is this is a process this is not a magic wand this is the work that i do and um i've seen over and over and over again 
people getting their mojo back and mm-hmm. themselves and healing. The charge uh, is no longer there. They're no longer triggered the same way they did before. And so it, you know, the feeling, the experience of the grief or the, the you know, for you, Junko, the, the experience of not being validated or seen, um, that charge becomes softer, less intense. Mm. Interesting. Even um, the last part where you said about putting your things in your basket. Yeah. And then, so that was kind of hard, even though the whole thing. I was kind of, I don't know, I couldn't <laughs> just put it in there. Yeah, you know, because you want to hold on to it. Yeah. And then in my, in my head, I could think that why I'm holding on to it, but I just, I don't know, my whole thing is trying to hold on to it. Yeah, because this is your identity. Mm-hmm. You have made friends with it. You and that are one. <laughs> what are you if you are not, you know, feeling this way? Who are you without that feeling? Mm-hmm. So that's resistance. So again, this is, this is the work. This is the process that needs to happen to heal trauma. To talk about just, you know, I'm healing and read about it and have somebody guide you through it. Because many times what we do, we transcend. Even in transcendental meditation, we transcend, we move beyond the feeling and the thinking level. It's wonderful, but it doesn't digest. It doesn't process that energy. Okay, so this is the work, this is the process, and it's called, you know, a technique. There's more information about it on my website. You can wrap your head around and... Um, there's, you know, other meditations, there's a lot of podcasts and stuff that you can get. But again, this is all very, did you know that how all of you had different stuff come up for you? That's why it's, uh, it's personal. Because how you experience it and processes is different, how someone else processes and experiences. But we can all um gain from each other's stories and each other's experiences because some of them will ring true for us okay so um so that that's the you know i well, we wanted to start the conversation and at this point i want to stop the recording <laughs>